Do you feel like your business isn't reaching its full potential? Look, we get it. Whenever your head is in the day-to-day, it is hard to feel like you're knocking everything out of the park. In this episode, we're going to give you five pro-level tools and tactics you can use to elevate your home service business. Now, I guarantee you, if you have these bases covered, you're going to sleep better at night and your business is going to be on a solid foundation. Welcome to the Checkpoint Podcast, where we help you set and reach new milestones in your home service business. My name is Matthew Armstrong. I'm your host. And on today's episode, we are going to give you five pro-level tools and tactics you can use to elevate your business. I'm here with Matt Allen, Check's Director of Education and small business strategy guru. guru. Some would call you a wizard. But look, before we jump in, this podcast is brought to you by Check. Check is the business management app built to help you organize and automate your service business so you can leave all your admin in the field and not take that junk home. So if you run a small or solo service business, go register for Check for free today by hitting the link in the show notes or going to hellocheck.co and hitting download. Okay, Matt, if you ask 10 different operators what is important for them to elevate their service business, you're going to get a ton of different answers. So why don't you tell everyone what criteria we used to narrow this list down to five? Yeah, I mean, I would say the the number one thing and the most important thing that we did, I mean, we talked to folks like y'all. We have been on the phone Mm-hmm. with hundreds of operators and texting people and asking questions like, what are your challenges? What is helping you win in business? And so we've gotten a lot of feedback. Mm. Also, not to toot our own horn too much, but Matthew and I have actually run several businesses separate before we got into this. Yeah. And so we have a lot of battle scars, gray hair, losing hair places. And then, yeah, it happens. Mm. And then the other thing was for five years, I had the awesome opportunity to teach a small business boot camp. And I had hundreds of students come through this boot camp. And I got to kind of see over the years what was working for folks, what wasn't working for folks. And so these are the five things that we felt like if you put put these into practice, you're going to have an amazing foundation for your business. Yes. And so all that to say, we didn't just pull this list off of, you know, out of thin air or like rip it off of some random blog post. Like this is a, this is tried and true advice. So let's, let's jump in. Like Matt, why don't you kick us off with tactic number one? Sure. Sure. So at its core, like the number one thing you do need to know is you need to know your numbers, right? Mm. And that's a jargon. People say that, like, what do you mean when you when you say, like, know your numbers? What we're yeah. talking about specifically for the home service industry is you need to know, number one, like, how much do you need out of your business? Mm. And, and we like to break that out down into, like, an hourly, hourly rate. Mm-hmm. What do you need to earn out of your business hourly? And then the other thing is... What does your business cost you? Again, we love to break that down into an hourly rate. We combine those two things and we call that your target hourly rate. So that if your business is earning that by the hour, your business expenses are covered and you're putting into your pocket what you want to put into your pocket. So when you put those together, what it allows you to do is really bid with confidence. So when you yeah. walk into talking with a, a new customer for the first time and they say, this is what I want done, how much is it going to cost? You can take your experience level and say, okay, this is going to take me one hour, two hours, half a day, whatever it is, multiply that by your target hourly rate. And you can give them that number knowing that 
If you land that bid at that number, you're going to earn the money that you need to earn. Your bills yes. are going to be paid. Money's in your pocket. Now, if that sounds like, oh, how do I even figure that out? We have a whole another episode. Yep. If you you know scroll up or look back, we'll put a link in the description of the show notes where you can go back and find that that show. But we broke it down in detail on how do you actually come up with your THR. Yeah. And also we made an awesome calculator to help people do that because even in that episode, we still kind of keep a, not a super high, this was the 30,000 foot view. Yeah, sure. That sure. episode gives the like 10, 15,000 foot view, but we actually make it super easy to calculate that stuff through the calculator that, that we made. So yeah, we'll give you a link to that. Look at it's, that. It's on our blog. So know your numbers, get mm -hmm. those down. Also, you know, as we pull these things together, I mentioned estimating mm -hmm. one little quick tip on that is if you are new to the game and you don't really know how long things are going to take, this is the time to either practice at home or mm -hmm. use a timer on a client that you do have to really dial in what is my time to complete. The better you are at estimating, the more confidence you can have in knowing that you've bid the job correctly. That's right. If they take it, you're golden. If they don't, you can walk away saying, I didn't want that job anyway because it wasn't going to pay what I needed to pay. That's right. So now that we say, okay, we figured out our numbers, Matthew, what's next? Yeah. So one of the biggest issues that operators face and probably one of the biggest reasons why operators get fired from clients is that they're not organized. And staying organized is super crucial. And one of the biggest issues that we have seen and as we talk with people if you're using pen and paper, it is significantly harder to stay organized. Not impossible. Plenty of people do it, but nowadays there's significantly better ways to do that. So as I've spoken with operators, you know, who are running these big, who have these big thick notebooks where they keep everything or they try to keep everything organized, mm -hmm. literally spoke with one guy who was carrying over $5,000 of accounts receivable for multiple clients. I'm, I'm talking like at least over $15,000 in accounts receivable just between three clients. And this guy had almost 100 clients. He was just saying, these are my biggest like outstanding mm -hmm. balances. That is absolutely brutal because that's cash not in your pocket that you can't be putting to work. And so for me, whenever I'm getting organized in my business, one of the biggest things that I'm paying attention to is am I, am I communicating with clients what they owe me quickly and am I collecting that quickly and am I also keeping track of that so we don't have those little tiffs between the client and the operator saying, right. I thought I paid you and you yeah. say, no, you didn't. And they're like, okay, well show me the proof. Yeah. It's a little awkward whenever mm -hmm. that kind of stuff happens. So another thing, whenever it comes to staying organized is, is your schedule. Oh man. An I was so bad at that. It's like, especially with pen and paper, it is very hard because every single time you service a client, at least in the, you know, the recurring services such as lawn care, window washing, pool, uh, cleaning. pool cleaning, other things like that, janitorial. If you drop the ball on someone like that and you don't communicate, that is that is like strike one or strike one and two to getting fired. Yeah. No, when I first started up, up you know, pen and paper yeah. and I had my list and it was easy and I started, you know, word mm -hmm. got out and good, good word of mouth and I was picking up clients and I couldn't keep it all straight. Mm -hmm. And so I'd get to the end of the week and I'd get a phone call on Friday afternoon. Hey, I thought you were, I thought you, you were coming this week. Yeah. And I just completely forgot. Totally forgot. And so guess what I had to do on Saturday morning instead of play with my kids? I had to go cut that person's lawn. Ouch. Yeah. So I didn't lose the client. You know? That's right. And that's when I was like, I need 
a software solution. I can't keep this all in my head. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Now, a, a couple other things that whenever whenever I think about staying organized, what does that mean? I'm just gonna rapid fire a few things. So number one is having a system to keep clients outstanding balance accurate at all times. That is crucial. Number two, invoicing clients promptly or on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. You don't wanna be one of these people who, who gets way behind and overwhelmed and now you're carrying 1,000, 5000 10000 $20,000 in accounts receivable because the longer those go outstanding, the harder it's going to be to collect. Oh, my customers would get mad. Like, if, like yes. there was a time where I forgot to invoice somebody yep. for a month and now they owed me two months. That's right. But they didn't, they weren't planning on that. Sure. So now they've got to come up with two months of, yep. of payments. They paid me, but they were like, don't ever let this happen again. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's happened to, to most people, including, including myself. Another one, find a way to automate your schedule so that no job falls between the cracks. Another one, record your expenses and keep track of receipts for tax purposes. I won't go into a ton of detail. We could make a whole episode off of that just by itself. Another one is keeping track of quotes so that you don't just send them through text message and making sure that you understand which quotes have not been accepted or even rejected so that you know who to follow up with and when. Now, that's a lot of stuff. And, and maybe if you're running pen and paper, that this section could have felt like we just dumped on you. And and that's absolutely not our intention. We're making sure, we, we want to make sure that we're helping define some of the successful aspects of organization so that you can better implement those things. But also to be clear, what we built, Check, our app, it actually handles all of those things. And so with very minimal effort. So that's one thing that we're proud about is that whenever operators have used check to handle their organization, they say, this made my life 10 times better. But I actually, before we keep going, I wanna give a little more detailed plug for the check app. So the check app at automates all of your routine admin tasks so that you can leave all that work in the field before you get home. Now that is super counterintuitive to the like, go home, open up the laptop, catch up on invoices, all that stuff. That's not how we built it. We built it to to automate it for you while you're going about your your job. So with Check, you can reduce stress, spend less time on admin, and spend more time making money, and that's, that is gold. So here's a real review from Bearded Lawn Guy. Here we go. This is the best app I have found to run my lawn, lawn business. It's easy to use. It offers a lot more than other apps, even in the free version. I recommend this app for anyone that's in the lawn business. The creators are great people. Uh, great people to work with and will even keep in contact with you to make sure the app is working properly. Awesome job on this app. Hey, five-star review right there. Thank you so much, Bearded Lawn Guy. And let's get back to the meat. Let's get back to the episode. All right, tactic number three. Tactic number three. So piggybacking off of the idea of being organized so that your clients are happy with your level of professionalism, going, you know, adding on top of that is be professional in the way that you communicate, right? And so Correct. clients want to know what's going on and yeah. they want to hear from you. A lot of us do what we do. We service clients' homes and properties when the customer is not there. And so they don't know when we've come and it kind of leaves them hanging, right? And so this is what I have found from, I'll tell you from my own mistakes of under communicating. I learned to over communicate with my clients. So one thing that I made sure to do was I said, look, I'm on my way, right? Yeah. And, and even the day before I would say, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna head to your property tomorrow. That's the plan, pending rain. I would say, I'm on my way. 
or if I was going to be late or if something was going to be postponed, I try I tried to make sure I went through my whole list and texted everybody and said, it's a rain day today, I'm not coming. Or yeah. if I was like, hey, I'm behind schedule, even if it was a couple hours or an hour, that helped the customer know what was going on. And they didn't communicate to me and wonder what's going on. Yes. I would text them and say, I'm all finished. I'm all done. And then send them an invoice, right? So it's a lot of text messages mm-hmm. and a lot of communications. You know, I'm really glad that we have text messaging. You know, it, it wouldn't have worked to like do it by the phone because sure. I was just too busy. But yeah, over communicate and the, the clients will appreciate that. Yes. And and this this is kind of like what, the whole point, right? Be professional, stay organized. The whole idea is so that you're presenting a very professional face of your company, of your brand, and that throws people off. People are not used to experiencing right. that from home service providers. That's right. That's and right. it sets you apart. Yeah. So, and I also, you know, going back to the checkout, Matthew, why don't you sure. tell us a little bit about some of what Check does to help mm-hmm. you out with those those communication tasks? Yeah, really quick. A, cu- a couple of things that we built in was day before communication. So, you know, that you mentioned like letting people know, hey, you're you're coming up on the schedule. We built that in automatically, so you can turn that on and off. Some people like it, some people don't, but we built it to where if you want it to, Check will automatically send your clients a notification the day before saying, hey, Matthew, or Armstrong Lawn Care is coming out to cut your, uh, you know, to service your property tomorrow. It helps you look professional. It does. And it'll help make sure the toys get picked up. That's a, yeah. yes. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. Another thing we do is that you can set check up to where whenever you mark a job as complete, it will automatically send an invoice to your, to that your is clients. Such a huge time saver. It's a huge time saver. I love the automation because sometimes I would get paid through that invoice before I even pulled away from the, the client's property. Now that completely eliminates the need or the, the, like the risk of like carrying thousands of dollars of, of outstanding of accounts receivable. But anyways, let's, let's keep moving. Matt, you're on a roll. Hit yep. me with tactic number four. Okay. So marketing, right? Don't sleep on marketing. This is one of the biggest mistakes I made early on was I relied too much on word of mouth. If you do your job well, so you are professional, you are organized, people are going to spread the word about you, right? And so you will get clients from recommendations from other other customers, but from personal experience, it will not be enough to grow your business fast enough. And so I am a huge proponent of putting budget aside to spend on marketing. Now, this is not always advertising, and people get those confused, but just marketing in general. If you think this is one of, I I remember when I first like connected the dots on this, on on the life, what's called the lifetime value of a customer. What is the customer going to spend with you over their lifetime as a client, right? And so, you know, I had a lawn care and landscaping business, and I I had clients that were regularly paying me, you know, 80 bucks a week to do their lawn. And then these big quarterly cleanups that were a couple, you know, sometimes a couple thousand dollars, you know, twice a year, three times a year, even quarterly for some of the very, very picky clients. Picky is particular is probably mm. the better way to mm. say that. Attention to detail. Attention to detail, right? They have great attention. To great detail. attention to detail. Mm. We all, we all have those clients. My point being that I looked back and I had several clients that had spent tens of thousands of dollars with our business it's over amazing. over the the eight years that I was running this business. Yeah. So when you think about, 
oh, you know, I spent a couple hundred dollars on flyers, yard signs, a Facebook ad campaign. You know, one client, one client can pay for, you know, your $500 of, of yard signs. Yes. Or your flyers that you, your door hangers or your Facebook campaign. Right. And so it was hard for me to get over that hurdle. But once I put those together, I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Like $500 to get a client who spends over $10,000 with your company <laughs> over the lifetime is nothing. It's a drop in the bucket. Take my money now. Yeah. Take my money now. So what my point is, don't sleep on marketing. We yeah. are, we, again, to kind of circle back around to some of our other podcasts, like mm -hmm. we have other podcasts that go deeper dive on tactics on marketing. So sure. I'm not going to go into it here. My point here is pay attention to it. Don't be afraid to spend some money on it. The last thing I will say before we move on is just the difference between organic social marketing and advertising. So, I mean, we, we talk about this all the time, right? Yes. When you spend money on an advertisement, whether that's a billboard or a Facebook ad, once that ad is placed, that money's gone forever. Yeah. And the ad is gone forever. That person saw it, your account was charged, and that's it. When you post on social media and put up videos of your work before and after, that lives on forever, right? Forever. Forever. Ever. Right. And so, not anyone. Yeah. Okay. I know you know. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. I know. I love that movie. Me too. So focus on social media first, but don't be afraid to spend money in both areas. Is my point. Before we move on, I want to ask you a question because sure. you know, for for some people, for some operators, they want to grow a side hustle in addition to their full time job. Right. And and then others are trying to go full time and right. be able to replace their full-time job with their with their home service operation right. so as far as like how would you treat those differently like or do you treat them differently i think if i was side hustle mm -hmm. i would really really be intense about route density particularly if i'm a recurring service business mm -hmm. right so janitorial lawn care mm -hmm. pool cleaning those window washing where you're reg you know you have a contract even mobile yes. detailing right you usually have these like existing clients i would not want to be spread out over the city correct because i've got to get a bunch of jobs done really quickly in the evening or my day off yeah and so you can use advertising whether you use you know next door facebook marketing to where you're pinpointing very small areas of a neighborhood mm -hmm. to try to build up clients there or using, you know, door hangers or flyers in the neighborhoods where you want to work. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're trying to grow your business really quickly and you want to say like quit your job, then you almost have to spend money to yeah. ramp up the business fast enough. Yeah. So that you can say okay, peace out to my boss. I got enough clients on my own. That mm -hmm. is a there it's like a trapeze that you have to like swing and let go of one before you can really fully grasp onto the other. So it's That's a, deep. Yes. Mm, jump off the cliff. Yeah, you got to jump off the cliff a little bit. But but okay. the, the point that you're making is whatever your goals are, don't sleep on marketing. Don't sleep on marketing. If you have a side hustle, there you can leverage marketing to increase your profitability yes. and still cover cover the cost of your marketing. Yeah. But if you're trying to grow a larger business, that's the more e that's the easier one to understand. I need to be proactive with marketing and advertising, but even for for the smaller uh, smaller like side hustlers, 
it's still good to yeah, pay attention 100%, to 100%. 100%. <laughs> Speaking of jumping off the cliff mm-hmm. and having a, a, a cushion or someplace to fall, let's go to the next topic. Set which, me up. Yes, I'm going to set you up. Matthew here is our resident Eagle Scout, and he's going to take this away. All right. So ripped straight out of, I guess, the Boy Scouts of America. Be prepared. Like this is this is tactic a big one. So, five. so tactic number five is just be prepared because Murphy's Law says anything that can go wrong will go wrong, and then you add on to it at the worst possible time. And it is it is not just well, I was gonna, it's it's really smart to build up some sort of savings, not just not just monetary, but buffer into your schedule, buffer into. I don't know what you would call it, just like like yourself, because I'll say I'll say this, like there's this aspect whenever you're driving a car of redlining. I personally, I remember whenever about whenever I turned 16, me and my dad started trying to flip some cars to to just like put a little extra cash in our pocket. One of them was, I believe, a 1998 Mustang GT. It had like the biggest V8 that it, that you could have at the time. We we basically stole this vehicle, and I I just turned sixteen. I just learned how to drive a manual too. This is a manual, so you know I'm by myself, and we had just picked this up from I guess the bank that we bought it from, and you know I let I let my dad get ahead. You know he was in front of me, so I let him get ahead a little bit, and I was at the stop sign, and I, I you know I made sure that he had some distance in front of me. And I went into full race car driver mode. <laughs> I hammered down first, second, third. And then whenever I yanked that thing down into fourth gear, it actually went into second gear. <laughs> when I released the clutch, motor redlined. And then I immediately, I knew something went wrong. So I immediately put the clutch back in. But the damage had been done because in that moment, I blew the transmission. I ripped the clutch mount and I burnt the clutch like all in a matter of like half a second <laughs> because I redlined this, you know, I redlined this thing. I missed a gear. All, all that to say redlining yourself and your business, pushing everything to the edge is not sustainable. Like if you don't have a buffer of monetary savings, if you don't have a buffer in your schedule, and I would even argue if you don't have a buffer in your energy and your capacity, you could blow up that engine and cause some serious damage to yourself, to your business, to your relationships, all that stuff. So kind of went deep there. But the point here is that we want to be prepared in every aspect of our of our business and of our lives to be able to take those storms as they come. And the point is that if you plan for the worst, then you're always going to be prepared. And so a few things, just like I know we went deep into the, you know, into like actually like are you taking care of yourself and stuff like that. But a few actual practicals is keep, keep your old equipment. If you can, if you can afford to keep your old equipment whenever you upgrade, yeah. that way, whenever if a mower or, or a pressure washer something goes down, you are able to still operate. Yeah, save my yeah. butt plenty of times. Yeah, yeah. And Good another equipment. one is do not neglect maintenance. So if something looks wrong about your equipment, don't just like slap the bandaid on it and hope that it doesn't break for another day. It's gonna break. That, that one was really hard for me because because I like to push it and I like to be efficient and sure. it felt inefficient to take 
a half a day yes on a, especially when i had started to have employees mm. and it was like we're gonna take you know a half a day on friday afternoon to do all of our maintenance i mean change the oil sharpen the blades clean yes. out the truck like that was expensive and i wasn't earning any mm-hmm. money yes but i learned that like when the employees took care of the equipment were responsible for the maintenance of the equipment when they were responsible to clean out the truck they kept it cleaner they kept things more well maintained and so yeah. in the end it, it was worth it That's good. Another one is keep a list of people who are willing to help you out in a jam. This is like really clutch, especially if you have employees and someone just no shows. Yeah. And you're left to run that route by yourself. I know that I felt that I don't have as much experience with that because I ran solo for a long time. The Mm -hmm. only time that I brought on a helper was through through a summer whenever I had I had a lot more clients come in. And it was it was it wasn't impossible for me to hit them all in one day as a solo. But oh, my gosh, it made it so much easier easier we got so we got done so much faster and my unit economics went up from that but whenever he went back to school i was like dang this is a you know yeah i had people on my phone i would call them they like hey you want to cut grass today yeah hey you want to haul some some gravel today or some extra money and be like yeah yeah i'll be there that's that's big Mm -hmm. i would i would even say having that list of people that if something goes wrong or if something breaks like mechanically yeah yeah or or even like you break a window or, or some damage happens. Like it's clutch to have that list of people so that you aren't left to then go figure out how to fix it yourself or then you're scrambling. Yeah, um, I mean, again. here real quick, just so you know, if you have towing on your, whether it's insurance or like AAA, unless you pay extra, they won't tow your trailer. I found that out the hard way. So I blew mm. a water pump and they came and showed up to tow my truck and they said, we can't take the trailer. So fortunately I had a friend with a, pretty big, decent sized SUV. He came out, hooked up, took my trailer home and we got it all sorted out. So just yeah. keep that in your mind, either pay extra for the trailer towing or make sure you got some friends who can help you out of a jam. It's good to know. But but to wrap it up, I'll say it again, redlining is not sustainable. Build in some buffer into your business's finances, into your business's schedule and into your own life so that that engine doesn't blow up. Yeah. Good thoughts, good thoughts. Yeah. Okay. We've covered covered a lot of ground here today. Yes. Some high level stuff, some like nitty gritty tactics. Yeah. What is the one thing that we want people to take away from this today? Yeah. I would say that we just want you to find one of these things, not all of them. I'm sure that you had a lot of ideas whenever you're listening through all five of these things, but pick one of these points, just one to to improve on or execute on this week. It doesn't have to be a holistic overhaul of everything that we talked about. We don't want you to try them all at once because that kind of goes against the last thing that I just said. We don't want you to redline and anytime you listen to what we're talking, we're we're, we're going to give you a lot of information, but it is never to to make you feel overwhelmed or anything like that. We just want to help you keep a pulse on some of your most important systems so that you can improve over time not have this like major you know major overhaul of your business yeah we want you to succeed that's right and that's why we're here that's right and and yeah i mean so for here for us at check we're here to champion you the operator now if you got any sort of value out of this podcast episode we'd love for you to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts and also subscribe so you never miss another episode we also would love for you to follow us on social media so that you can continue to learn ways to grow your service business and remember if you ever have any questions or anything that you want us to cover on this podcast or through our 
other content channels, email podcast at hellocheck.co and we will be in touch. <laughs>